0: It would be totally unallowed for me to get a blowjob from a girl all the way across the room from her, because it's not the action of oral sex versus penetrative sex that's the problem.
1: So let's get to it.
2: The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences.
0: If adult themes are offensive to you, well
1: We've got a story today on the on-again, off-again swingers, sex on the fringe. But first, a special shout-out to Doug and Patty, the real BDSM couple from episode 57. Not only for being amazing guests, I've gotten so much feedback on that episode, but also for showing their support for consenting adults. They're now Cherry on Top members. And you can be too by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Lena win, and you'll find out all the extra things that our members get just for showing us a little love. Things like the Friday confessions, real stories from real people, and these confessing adults are sending in real pictures. We also have aging, health, and lifestyle-related articles as well as other fun things. So go to buymeacoffee.com slash Lena win and show us some love. My guests today are Shane and Aaron. Both are 41. Hey, welcome to the top of the hill, you guys. He is a writer and proofreader and she's in higher education. So they're all about words. They met in freshman year of high school, started dating in senior year, and they're still together. Okay, you guys, let's talk about this. You said that you dabbled a little bit into the lifestyle when you were in college. Now, did you recognize back then that it was Lifestyle
0: <laughs> not at all it was uh felt more like the typical just college experimentation
1: mm-hmm.
0: Our first time was with a- another couple that we had been friends with since high school. Uh, the female of the couple had been a friend of ours since high school, and she started dating this guy in college and we ended up playing a drinking game that ended up getting us all fairly drunk. Each couple just started making out and groping and the other guy in the couple kind of like looked up, looked over and was like, hey, how about we uh, take this upstairs to a bedroom? And we did.
1: That kind of sounds like, I mean, I think a lot of young people do that, right? Was it like same room sex that you're talking about?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was same room sex. I don't think that any of us would have known like the vocabulary to use or the word lifestyle to call it anything in particular. It just, it was college.
1: (laughs) Young people doing young, crazy people things, right? Mm-hmm, right. Did it continue, though? Uh,
2: it was pretty few and far between, I would say.
0: I think what really tipped us off that there was something there, though, uh, for us was the whole next week, we just were having tons of sex. We definitely knew that we had had, a, had an experience that had given our you know libidos a boost.
1: Okay. So it was exciting. Did you have conversations about why it turned you on?
2: What turned us on was like the the environment of having the sex going on around us and also uh, some girl-girl play. (laughs) So we talked a lot about that, about the girl-girl play and how much I enjoyed it and he enjoyed watching it. Are you bisexual, Erin? I guess bi-comfortable would be the right term in the right situation. I'm very interested in playing with women, but my romantic interest has always just been men.
1: You kind of sound like you're bi-situational.
2: Yeah, that could be it by situational.
1: And of course, Shane likes to watch because he's a man.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turns out, he likes to watch regardless of if it's a, a man or a woman that I'm with.
1: Uh-huh. Did it turn you on, Aaron, that it turned him on to watch you with other people?
2: Oh, yeah. It was a um, great like feedback loop we had there. Does it
1: work the other way around? Like, are you turned on watching him with other people?
2: Not as much. Not as much as he is. I'm turned on by the whole group play situation um, and watching other people experiencing that going on around me. But I wouldn't want to just sit back and just watch him.
0: That is something that I would actually do. I would definitely sit back and just watch her either be with a woman, another guy. I would enjoy just being in the room and seeing that happen without being involved.
1: Okay, but when you're not involved, though, is it still a turn on? I mean, are you turned on watching? Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And then are you just watching? Are you doing anything else?
0: That would kind of depend on if Aaron had a preference for that particular scene. As we've talked about these particular fantasies between the two of us, I'm very comfortable just watching if she wants me to just sit back, even like fully clothed in a corner and Watch, or if I'm sitting back, jerking off and getting off to it, waiting for the moment when I decide that I'm going to actually enter the scene and, you know, join in the whatever is going on. So, any of those situations would work for me.
1: At what point in your life did this become a lifestyle thing? Because it sounds like when you were in college, it was, you know, you're young, you get crazy, you get drunk, whatever it happens. And then, you know, it didn't happen that often. When did it start happening? more often
0: it has been a long on again and off again road i think we probably created our first profile on adult friend finder back when that was a thing
1: is it still around is (laughs) it yeah i don't
0: i have no clue if it's still around but uh it, it was set up as find friends in your area it wasn't a swinger site or even a dating site and we had we had a few experiences, some of them good, some of them a little bit more tense and you know, didn't sit as comfortably with us. But we met one couple. They were more experienced than us. I think they were 10 years older than we were. And they were our Yoda couple, as I think mm-hmm. the average swingers would refer to it. Having a Yoda couple to teach you things. We, the first time we went to one of our local clubs, it was with them because they knew everyone there. We ended up becoming really good friends with them and hanging out with them a lot just because we enjoyed each other's company so much. And we we did learn a lot from them, even if we didn't end up playing with them that much.
1: You guys then would would recommend that if you're new in the swinging lifestyle, that you get yourself some uh, swinging coaches
2: yeah, that made all the difference for us. It took a lot of the pressure off. And we've since met more couples like that that have a little more experience, even whether they're older or not. It just, they're so relaxed and comfortable with what they want, that if you're new, they can kind of go at your pace. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So uh, by the way, Adult Finder, you may have to go back because you now have like 10,500 messages
0: waiting for you. If we knew what the <laughs> password was...
1: All right. Okay. So that was in your late 20s. Now, you say that you're on again, off again. Why has it been that way? I mean, because you enjoy it, right?
2: We enjoy it when it works out well. Oh. (laughs) We are both, I wouldn't call Shane shy. I am shy. I'm very introverted. So the social part of it can be challenging for both of us, him for different reasons than me. I'll let him explain his reasons, but it can take A lot out of us, like a lot of energy, a lot of planning. And then if it doesn't go great, it's kind of a disincentive to keep working that hard for it.
1: Yeah. Can you tell me, like, when it doesn't go well, what are you talking about?
2: Well, it took us quite some time to figure out what we would call our play style is. There were some kind of lackluster experiences, um, some of which were with the couple that he mentioned earlier that we were, that we played with in college. It really probably had to do with my comfort level with what was happening and me with the other person. It takes me a while to feel comfortable with someone else. So while we didn't have any like truly bad experiences, there were some that were just kind of eh, like, that's not enough to make you want to go back for more.
1: So it wasn't worth the effort you put into mm-hmm. it. Right.
2: But you have
1: had some great experiences, right?
2: We have. Yes, we, we have. <laughs>
1: So when you think about like some of those experiences that like make you want to come back for more, what were those experiences like?
2: For me, it was experiences where everyone was together and interacting in a just fun, lighthearted, communal kind of way. I want to, <laughs> the the term puppy pile comes to mind, like everyone's in it together. But what I've learned about myself is I don't like the separation at least not for very long, where Shane's with someone across the room and I'm with someone else kind of far apart. So that's that's sort of what we've discovered is that I I prefer to, to have it be a group thing.
1: Like even in the same room is not close enough for you?
2: Not for very long. Yeah, I prefer the, the whole experience to be everyone together.
1: Okay. Can you tell me what that actually means? When people say puppy pile, I, I'm actually... <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what are you doing? You're all laying on top of each other. Like, what's (laughs) going on? And then, is that the same thing as an orgy? Is an orgy a puppy pile?
0: Orgy is usually argued about the number of people who are in it. Um, Some people would say it typically starts at five, some six. I know uh, there are some arguments for seven. We've been in a sixth I think is the, the largest that we were in. But what Aaron means by a puppy pile is it's it's not just me with another woman off doing our own thing and only touching each other and only interacting with each other while she is with another guy only interacting with him. And even if we're eight inches apart, that there's no interaction between the two couples. Because no matter how close we might be or as distant, that still feels like a a separation between us. Whereas when it's you know full group play i might be having sex with the other wife while the other wife is making out with aaron while aaron is doing something with the other husband and everyone's kind of involved as a as an actual four rather than being split off into two pairs
1: is there anything that that you don't like aaron is is there anything like you like all the interaction but are there certain activities
2: that you don't want to see your husband doing i don't think that there's much Activity-wise, that that I would have a problem seeing. It's it's like he said. It's more about the connection between the two of us. So, even if it's just eye contact or little bits of conversation in between things, um, maintaining that connection.
1: Um, and then Shane, how about you? I mean, sounds like you're okay with whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm pretty much. Dude, I mean, it's I don't even need to see stuff if I was away on a a business trip or or, or gone for a weekend and she wanted to have a guy come over and do that, I would enjoy that. Particularly if I was aware of it beforehand, I got pictures during and then I got to hear the full story when I got home.
1: Mm -hmm. So more like, uh, what is that? The hot hot
0: wifing or the uh, stag and vixen type thing.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about uh, stag and vixen. And I love this because you guys are both writers and Sometimes you hear all these words thrown around, and I know that everyone kind of has their own interpretation of what these words are. There is a general definition, right? So mm-hmm. stag and vixen, what are we talking
0: about? Usually when people refer to a stag and vixen, and it's it's usually in conjunction with a hot wifing scenario where the husband enjoys when the wife is with other men. It doesn't actually tell you if the husband wants to be in the room, if he wants to be involved in a threesome, if he's comfortable with the wife doing it without his knowledge or without him being there. But it does imply that there is no level of cuckolding going on. So he is not being dominated in any way by her having sex with other men. Instead, he is part of that you know dynamic that... He wants her to go and do that and is happy that she's going and doing that. Okay, so there's
1: no submissiveness right. in a stag. Now, is a vixen and a hot wife pretty much the same thing?
0: They pretty much are. The reason that I like to use stag and vixen is when you say hot wife, there are two implications to it. Or Actually, there's three. There's the hotness, because you're suggesting that the hot, and I don't think we should rate people like that. There's the wifeness, which is implying that there's marriage involved when you do not need to be a married in a married relationship in order to want to experience this kind of play, and it does not give any information as to whether there is any cuckolding involved. When you say "hot wife," there's so much wiggle room in what that means. It basically just means a woman who's in a relationship who's having sex with other men, but the level of permissiveness that she has from her husband and his level of involvement are not defined. So by saying we're stag and vixen, I'm saying that I'm not a cuckold. I'm not being dominated. And even if there was a gangbang going on, I'm in charge of that situation. If I say, stop, everyone has to stop. You're not there to use my wife and ignore me. I'm in control.
1: All right. Class is in, you guys, class has started. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So how long have you been in in the lifestyle? Let's not consider the college stuff. Let's consider the lifestyle after you had the conversations, you know, you're like adults and not drunk. (laughs) How long have you been doing it?
2: 10 years, would you say? Yeah,
0: I would. I would have thought that we started getting back into it and started looking at dating again in our early to mid 30s we discovered one of the issues with having a Yoda couple and having a single couple that you are very much involved with. We just clicked with them so well that we spent most of our time with them when we had the free time rather than looking for other couples. And then something happened in their relationship and they ended up breaking up. And when that happened, we were kind of left with Nothing because we weren't, we hadn't been dating, our profiles hadn't been active, we hadn't been going to a club. We kind of were like in a free fall of, well, I guess we're out of the lifestyle for now. And we didn't, we spent a couple years not making any moves to re engage anything, just to kind of like reassess.
1: That's a really good point because I've had several people message me about that about being in the lifestyle, but not being, you know, like vanilla people would call you players because you're having sex with so many people. (laughs) But when you're in the lifestyle and you have, I would say, like committed relationships within the lifestyle where you're kind of exclusive and then something happens and, you know, there's somewhat of a breakup. It's really interesting that that happens in the lifestyle. And it's not something that people often talk about. Do you feel like after that happened, like, oh my gosh, we're single again? (laughs)
2: Uh, we're very much the kind of friends with benefits model I guess we we really like to be to have a connection and to enjoy hanging out with the people whether there's sex involved or not so I think that that was sort of a almost a shock like that that happened and it was like oh we we haven't been keeping up with this (laughs) with anyone else because we just clicked so well with them and we enjoyed their company and even if there wasn't sex happening it still felt like a lifestyle activity when we got together with them because we could talk about anything and they would tell us these great stories. And I guess we were just getting all those boxes checked by hanging out with them. And then it was just, <laughs> we kind of experienced the consequences of not branching out.
1: Why did it end? I mean, so if they broke up, was it not an option to remain in some sort of relationship with one of them or both of them separately?
2: Oh, I do. Actually, I'm, I'm still pretty good friends with the the female half. It's not quite the same dynamic when you have that four-way interaction. Typically now I'll just, I get together with her Oh, just to talk and catch up.
1: Oh, but that's like a friendship. It's a friendship. Yes, absolutely. right. So no more sex. Right. What is your wish moving forward? I mean, have you, how long ago did this breakup happen?
2: That's got to be like six or seven years now. I think that both of us hope that the social part of it would become a little bit more natural to us, and that we could meet more people and and become friendly with more people. Um, Of course, the pandemic really put a wrench in that we were we were kind of ready to start putting ourselves out there more. And then here we are for the past year and a half kind of stuck. So
1: but after that breakup, did you did you get back into it? Did you, you know, kind of put yourselves
2: out there? We did eventually. And we have met several really great couples, some of which we've had some experiences with before the pandemic. So we're hopeful that we can get back into it.
1: And has your play style changed at all?
2: It has to some extent, because we've been able to identify more specifically what it is. So it's not so much that our style has changed so much as we've figured out where we want the focus to be.
1: Which is where right now?
2: Friendships with other couples and group interactions when we're we're playing.
0: A lot of things are defined in the lifestyle by the action or the activity. So when you talk about full swap or soft swap, you're usually talking about full swap means that we'll have full penetrative penis and vagina sex with other couples. And if you say soft swap, that's usually defined as pretty much anything up to full swap, but it does not include penetrative sex. And then you have things like same room, different room, but those are still defining activity. What we discovered is that it is not the action that causes problems, but more of the emotion behind it and how connected we feel in the activity. So Aaron doesn't have a problem with me full swapping with another woman and having sex with another woman. If she's there and a part of it and kind of in the group and we have a group thing going and she can touch me and I'm there next to her and the entire group is merged, she would have more of an issue and it would be totally unallowed for me to get a blowjob from a girl all the way across the room from her because it's not the action of oral sex versus penetrative sex that's the problem. It's how connected we are during it. But because most things in the lifestyle, when you read profiles and what people talk about when they answer what they're into, people define what they do by the actions that they do. So it, it took us a long time to actually figure out that the vocabulary we were using didn't work for us.
2: Yeah, and Shane gets all fired up about the meaning of words, as you can tell.
1: <laughs> you know what? Because you're so awesome with words, I am going to, with your permission... Take your glossary and of course credit it to you guys so people can know who, who made up this great glossary of terms. Uh, so people, not only just in the lifestyle, but vanilla people too can take a look at it and uh, figure out what the hell we're talking about on this podcast. Okay. Uh, so take a moment right now, Shane and Aaron, if you were to kind of put an ad out there about yourself, since so many profiles depend so much on the things that people will do. If you had to make a case for this is who you are and what you are and what you're looking for, how would you describe yourselves?
0: Oh, let me pull that up because I think I have a blog post where I wrote that actually. (laughs) Let's hear it. Okay. So this is what I wrote. And then next time we actually get onto one of our profiles, we'll be updating it with this language. I put, we're a full swap couple that we tend not to play on first dates and usually only soft swap on our first swap experience seeking out parallel play, cross-play, and group play. We like to remain connected to each other and prefer when play keeps everyone together rather than pairing off. We like making lasting connections with other people and enjoy developing pants-on as well as pants-off friendships.
1: Nice. I think that that explains you guys quite well, actually. Pair that with a few hot pictures. You
0: are good to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the kinks that you guys have? Like, what are you into?
0: I'm into uh, BDSM, the the sadist and the the dominator, and she is fortunately into that on the other side. We've also discovered that we're both into her, like when we have other single guys or even we haven't yet had more than one single guy. We've had several threesomes with another guy.
2: Yeah, I'd say we both kind of discovered um, that we like both exhibitionism and voyeurism.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Big thanks again to
1: Sex on the Fringe for the use of their glossary. You can see it on our website, consentingadultsshow.com. And you can find this couple on Twitter. They're at Sex on the Fringe. All right, next time on Consenting Adults. They started out as friends with benefits. Then they got married. Then they got free.
0: Once we got to his room, like, I think I dropped to my knees and I started blowing him. And I think you might have been making out with him for a little bit until you started helping me blow him, which was like hot as shit.
1: Okay, have you seen your husband do this before, Kelly? No, never, ever in my life. Listen to their story next time on Consenting Adults.